Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. As my mouse just stops working at a very inopportune time, Aston Villa won Middlesbrough nil in the FA Cup. No replay, and we march on to the fourth round, stopping a run that would have been, I think they said, the worst of any, uh, That sorry, that no uh, team from the top two leagues in, obviously, in England have ever uh would have ever lost as many consecutive games in the third round of the FA Cup. Uh, but we didn't, and we won 1-0, and we got out of it unscathed, no injuries, and couldn't give a shiny shite about anything else afterwards, to be really honest with you. Um, performance wasn't great, and look, that's fine. We can talk about that, but, um, you know, there's, there's, there's no one... Uh, I don't think tonight is a night for banging the table and hopping up and down. Um, you know, if you if you did a poll before the game, you're probably talking forty percent of the fan base said competition's a lot of shite, don't bother with it, and sixty percent said you know go as far as you can in it. And, and and realistically, in cup football, you only want wins. You don't care how you get them. Um, and look, we got our one nil win today from a crazy double deflection, pinball, screwball, scramble kind of a a situation, but. I'm going to go to my grave with saying the phrase, if you don't shoot, you don't score. And I think Aston Villa made that game an awful lot harder than they needed to because the, of the, the slow play, play that they enforced upon themselves. Not that Middlesbrough enforced in them in some instances. Now, Middlesbrough did, did do a good job of guarding the middle of the field, absolutely. But there were times that Villa had opportunities to pull the trigger um, definitely in the second half and towards the end of the first half as well. And we just didn't do it. And I thought, thought we made that game a small bit harder on ourselves than we needed to. Um, and 
but we got out of it unscathed. Like the worst thing that could have happened there is that we draw nil all, have a replay, and have two injuries. And that to me would have been I would have been a different man in this uh in, in, in this post-match podcast if that was the stage. But I suppose throughout the game I was um and <laughs> I never really felt that Villa were going to let it slip. I thought the worst thing that would have happened would have been a draw. And, and as I say, we get injuries, but we didn't get either of those. And we got our win. Um, bad and all as it was. Lots of teams have struggled this week. Um, Spurs struggled uh, in their game. Um, look, I, I can't even remember some of the other games, to be honest with you. But teams have struggled this week. I'm not going to put too much mass in the performance. What I will say is that... Um, I got a couple of DMs during and 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 a couple of messages on on Twitter and thanks so much everybody who messages and looks for my opinion and stuff like that. I really appreciate that. Um, specifically since I'm only a guy sitting here in 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 Ireland and watching it as much as the same as all everybody else. And my opinion doesn't mean any more than anybody else's as always. And as I say, I will never tell anybody how to be a fan. Um, I disagree with people, but I will never tell them how to be a fan. Like I'll, I'll rarely tell somebody that you're wrong. Put it that way. I'll tell you I don't agree with your opinion, but I'll tell you you're wrong. Anyway, don't know why I went into that one. But I got a couple of people who were messaging me saying, should we be concerned about... Um, and I responded back to them individually. So this isn't me just calling them out in the podcast, but uh, I should be concerned about the form of Villa's form at the moment. And personally, I don't agree that we should be concerned. I don't think that it is a concern, our form at the moment. I think that when you look at what Aston Villa are, Villa are and where we are, we're hitting all our markers um, at the moment. And it's not always going to be Man City performances. And, and I'm okay with that. Um, I suppose the biggest thing that I always go to is just a few short months ago, when we look back to less than, what is it, uh, 16 months ago, we were struggling to score in consecutive games. Um, we went on a big, long run of games with the majority of these players where we didn't score goals under Steven Gerrard. And now we're second in the league, joint top, whatever you want to put it. We're progressing in Europe. We've progressed in the FA Cup. Um, yeah, the performances haven't been gold star, you know, absolutely out of this world or anything like that and we have areas we need to improve i'm not that naive that i know that like like if if this if this recruitment thing think, team think that we don't need another striker option i'd be very i'd be very surprised if they didn't think we need another striker option whether we get another one in or not i don't know but i'm not too concerned about the way we're playing because um it was never always going to be you know, all the way up there. We were always going to be a team that fluctuates, but we're getting the results when we're fluctuating. And we're, you know, people might call it lucky as well, but we were the team put, exerting all the pressure today. We were the team that were, were uh, you know, tra taking control of this game. And we should have done that. And I completely understand that. We should have done that because we are the team in the higher league. We were the team that had the better players out on the field today. So we should have been doing that. And, and it was, look, the goal that we got was fortuitous. Um, but as I say, a lot of the time, if you like, we we don't shoot enough. John Duran had two shots and he forced two brilliant saves out of the goalkeeper. Um, Nicholas Aniola had one that fizzed past the post. Diaby fresh airs in the middle in the box uh, from from twelve yards out. Uh, Ezra Kanza hits the post. Um, they're just off the top of my head some of the chances that we had. So we we couldn't convert. 
but we had opportunities to have more chances if that makes sense and that's the thing that i that i uh, i think that in in the debrief after this the Luna Emery will talk more and more about um but look it's it's mission accomplished it's a win um I thought we were pretty comfortable throughout. Yes, look, Middlesbrough did get on the ball. The Coburn looked lively for a 21-year-old, a uh, big guy there. Um, he missed a chance to fizz across the box. He could have thrown a foot at it, but he didn't. It went across the box. I think it was Bangura crossed it in in the first half. Um, they had uh, Emmy Martinez made a good save in the first half as well. But you know, there was there were. The one or two half chances then on the breaks, but I thought Villa were in control of this game. I thought we were too slow in possession, um, which is something that uh, I felt. So when I go back to the question being asked of have we been poor in the last six games, I don't think we've been poor, but I do think we've been slow in possession. Uh, specifically, I thought we were slow in possession against Burnley. thought we were slow in possession against Sheffield United. Consequently, obviously, the teams that are coming to to you know park and uh, and defend against us, and that's not anything that's new for this Aston Villa team. But in those games, we found a way not to lose them. I, albeit that we didn't win against Sheffield United, we've won today against that that low block or that that tight midfield situation that we had. Uh, same against Burnley, and um. Uh, we've we've uh, and we drew against Sheffield United coming back with a goal in the last ninety in the ninety seventh minute. So all in all, it's not not drastic or, or anything like that. Um, I would like to see some additions, as I mentioned previously. Um, I thought Maddie Cash who did score the goal today. He took he took the shot as they say, if you don't shoot, you don't score. Um, still a bit bit disappointed in him in some instances um i think that he's it's not that he's regressed or anything but since you and he's come in he's looked for the right backs to do a bit something a bit different and outside of a couple of performances he he seems like he he falls between two stools when he's playing in that right back position um and i'd be hopeful that uh, you know maybe he gets a run of games to try and get get back up to speed again with this um you know I thought, like most players today were a bit slow I think most players were a bit slow today. Um, and uh, I was interested and I'd be interested to get your opinions on it because I look at the comments in a moment and um, there seemed to be uh, eyes wide open with regards to the four substitutions at one go. Um, it, it didn't, I, I didn't even think about it until I, until I looked at Twitter maybe about two minutes later and I saw it. It, it didn't cross me as being surprising at all, considering that you probably wanted to uh, manage game time. Um, for certain players anyway. So, you know, you might as well make four substitutions in one go. Um, specifically, I suppose, I, I can't remember when they came on. Was it, what, the 65th minute or something like that? I'll just check it up here. Um, but to me, it wasn't wasn't very surprising. And, and, and it wasn't anything like whereby it was an admission of people playing poorly. I, I, I just thought it was, it looked like a pre-prescribed substitution considering Bailey saw the board went up and he was went when the board went up Bailey went straight over to the sideline he knew he was coming off and it looked like one or two others knew they were coming off as well um so for me I think the four the four substitutions in a row was uh probably pre-prescribed um in around the 78 minute there let's uh, 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 uh let's have a little look here and see uh some of the comments um uh, uh, if you ever want the case of why VAR should stay, it's this game. Clear penalty, which would have been given in the Premier, Premier Games. <clears throat> yeah, look, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about VAR, about referees and stuff. I'll leave that to my uh, to Paddy, who is won't, won't be on today. But um, I will say about Rob Jones, though, that 
it's like like he Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lol. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Didn't do himself any favors today, I think. You know, he'll think that he's reft everything by to the letter of the law, but, you know, he's missed that clear penalty because, uh, and, and Paddy actually texted me, I think he makes a good point on this, is that... Um, Premier League referees rely on Varno, so they won't make decisions like that for for um in, in situations there. Now I don't know what his viewpoint was of it or whatever. But like some of some of the yellow cards, um yellow card for Longley, like we had what three yellow cards for descent today. Um I thought probably the only one really that struck struck me as a probably yellow card for descent was uh, Leon Bailey. Now, granted, I didn't see what Kanza did, so maybe I'm wrong on that one. But look, I just I just found it a, a, a kind of um, uh, a performance that was from the referee that was very much a case of, um, I don't really want to call it hometown performance or whatever, but he, he just, I just find him a small bit irritating. That's the way I'll put it. Find him a small bit irritating. Um, but yeah, let's... Uh, Let's not dwell on that one too much. Um, British Mick says, don't know how to feel about that. Great character shown by our lads, but denied a stonewall penalty via an OVAR, which is mad. And multiple bookings trying to penetrate 11 players in their own box. Um, yeah, they, they, they parked the bus and they did it really well. And I think the halftime, I much preferred the halftime analysis than I did the in-game analysis. Dion Dublin, love you. But I found... Like there was times there where I didn't understand what you were saying because you were talking so low and you were off on tangents and stuff like that. But love you, Dion. Love to chat to you. And you're an absolute brilliant um, beacon of positivity, I suppose, really. And uh, But uh, yeah, I found it difficult to concentrate at times um, on, on what the commentary was saying in-game. But I thought at halftime, um, I thought Stuart Downing did a good job of... Um, uh, identifying, I suppose, just that that box midfield that the Middlesbrough were playing uh, with Coburn up at the, at the top, trying to load the internal areas, and Villa weren't getting getting it wide quick enough. Um, uh, one thing I will say is I thought Jacob Ramsey was quite was was pretty good today. I thought that was you know one of his uh, a more Jacob Ramsey like performance than I've seen from him uh, since he's come back from injury. Um, albeit, I think that he was. One of the players, I would say, that at times slowed the ball down. Um, I think he looked a bit more com um, composed on the ball. And uh, one or two situations when he burst at the box, I would like to see him at least start trying to maybe manipulate the ball. If it's not crossing it with his left foot, manipulating it and so on. Because I think at times when he drives it at, at fullbacks, they really want to keep him on one foot over the other. So, you know, obviously just, and, and here's me, 
just give my two tuppence worth to to um, a Premier League footballer. But um, there was one or two instances today whereby uh, they knew that uh, he wasn't going to cut back on the other foot, and uh, they just shepherded uh, him towards the end line and and just blocked the ball or blocked blocked the cross as it came across, which is fine because we got corners from we got ton of corners today. I think it was over twelve, if I'm not mistaken. And um, some of them worked, and some of them were worked to, for shots that that John McGinn shot in the first half from the edge of the area. I think it was the first half, and then obviously Ezri Kanza's, um I think that came from a corner. Ezri Kanza's header uh, that hits the butt of the post and comes out as well, but. Uh, yeah, I look as I say, um, we found it difficult to break them down down today. But I think a lot of the reasons we find it difficult to break these teams down is because we go wide too slow, and then trying to get it back inside, then we get we get bogged down, and and, and obviously we're we're not shooting enough, we're not taking enough pot shots. I think, um, and I being realistic, I didn't think I would say that eighteen months ago about this team because I was given out. I think at times of Coutinho taking too many pot shots, wild shots from from everywhere. But um, yeah, it's look, it's it's going to be swings and roundabouts with this team not be not being the finished article yet, and um, trying to break down uh, break down teams that come and sit in the middle of the field as well. Um, Paul O'Neill says relief. It could have been it could have been better, but we got the win. Michael Carrick is a top manager and knows how to organise his teams. Ref was ridiculous, but thankfully onto the fourth round. Yeah, Michael Carrick, big. Uh, I must I must give him some respect as well today. And as I said, I think I said it in the preview. You know, Carrick is a good manager. They've got a really good setup there with Carrick, uh, Jonathan Woodgate, Aaron Danks. Like they weren't coming into this game not knowing what some of our our players were able to do or what our game plan might have been. Like Aaron Danks is now with them. So they have at least got some a, a massive dossier and the good, bad and the ugly of our players. Um albeit we should still be able to outfox that. But still, you know, they did have a uh, a kind of a head start from that point of view. And Mar- Michael Carrick is a good manager. I, I, I've always liked Carrick, liked him as a player, um, and I, and as a manager, he just he just comes across as a guy who loves football. And as I said, with regards to even like seeing Jonathan Woodgate there in the on the bench for them, um, like my my opinion, I, I said this in the preview. My opinion of Jonathan Woodgate twenty years ago was a hell of a lot different to my opinion of Jonathan Woodgate now. And and to see his love for that club of Middlesbrough, being a manager there previously, a player there previously, and now you know not being too much of a Billy Big Balls to to turn around and say, yeah, listen, I'll be your assistant if you if you want me. To be your assistant, I'll be it. Anything that helps this club, I find that really endearing and uh, from a footballing sense. Um, so yeah, fair play to Michael Carrick and his and, and his group uh, there as well. They look a, a really organised team, and um, they're a young team as well. And you know, some of those players like Rogers and like Jones and um, and Coburn, as I said, they were the three guys I think I picked out at the start of the the game. You know, they're. Um, they're nice players, you know, and um, and and they were the guys who caused us a bit of difficulty today when they did. Um, and as Rachel says here, we made hard work of it, but got it done in the end. Yeah, I don't think any player uh, on on that that starting eleven or, or any of the fifteen players that played today. I don't think any of them will come off the field and go, "Yeah, you know what? That's one I need to be proud. That's one. That's one that I'll remember now for the rest of my life." Obviously, that's not what's going to happen. Maybe Matty Cash does for this for the pinball uh, goal that he scored, but. I think all the players will have. I think they'll have the same sentiment that you have there, Rachel. You know, it was hard work, but they got it done, and just on to the next one. You know, and and and, and I'm okay with that attitude with regards to this game. I'm okay with it as well. Um, where else are we? 
but but bam, I'm just I'm, I'm looking at your at your comments here as well. Um, Mike Warmbold said Diaby had a quick impact and he looked sharp. Um, I thought Diaby, <coughs> excuse me, I thought Diaby um upped the tempo of our attack, but I do th- I and, and I haven't said this previously, but he looked today like a fellow who was a small bit gun shy from the point of view of pulling the trigger, you know, with taking shots and so on. Once at the edge of the area, the ball came across him and he kind of dummied a shot and passed it out towards, I'd say it was Alex Moreno again. And I I was thinking, you know, that's a situation here whereby if you get the ball on your left foot, you have your pot shot, but he looked like he was a bit shy in that instance. Then obviously the one that comes across the box to him, he, he doesn't make great contact with it as well. Um, he scored a goal recently, obviously, but um, I think he's a player that's going that uh, has obviously came into the Premier League. It was a, a bit of an unknown quantity from the point of view of not playing in the Premier League before. Obviously, he would have been known from from his prowess at Leverkusen and obviously with the French national team. But uh, I think that that kind of uh, that plateau period has come a bit quicker for him, um, which a lot of players that come into the league do do get. And I've no no doubt in my mind that he's going to get over that plateau period again. Um, once again, I think run of games for him mightn't do him too bad, but you can't take Bailey out at the moment because Bailey's playing so well. Albeit, I felt today that um, he did a, he did all right, he did enough. But when he you know it, it was a game that that he clearly knew he was coming off at seventy minutes, and that's fine too. Uh, we just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net before we took those players off. Um. Standing on the word says not the best performance to be honest. We shouldn't need luck, but we won and no injuries. Do uh don't care. Uh we move on. Uh however, we got to work on breaking down the low block. I I, I think too much I, I I'm gonna be honest and I, I phraseology like like obviously the, how how am I gonna word this? How am I gonna word this, I suppose? We're going to find a situation where people are going to get fixated on low block, just like we did at the start of the season. And this isn't anything to do with you standing in the world. Absolutely not. Um, it's just, you know, you at the start of the season, people were fixated on the high line being an issue. High line's an issue. Everything was high line, high line, high line, high line. Since we've played uh, Sheffield United, probably probably since we've played more start, to be honest, which, which I'd say. Um People have been talking about we struggled with the low block. And while it's true, it's while it's true that we struggle with teams that come to defend, the like I, I don't want the the phrase the phrase but use whatever phrase you want. I, I, I don't really mind. But for me, uh, I, oh, I think the word I think the phrase low block gets overused. Is is exact that's a long way, a long winded um way of saying I think that the phrase low block gets gets overused. I I think that Middlesbrough were a lot better than the low block today. They did a lot more than just a low block today because they were um they 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 had their lines, you know, up up through the field. And even even as far as Coburn, I thought that they were they were resolute. What what they really did was just push us wide. Um and we didn't we didn't go there fast enough. We didn't go fast enough when we got when we got wide. Um and we kind of contributed to that. But I understand exactly what you mean. Teams that park, I suppose, um at various levels uh, they're the ones that we need to break down. And I've seen a lot of people talk about Buendia, you know, wanting Buendia back and so on, and, and a proper number 10, and I can't disagree with that because I've spoken about it before. But we do need to manage those teams for sure. Um, we do need to manage those teams. Absolutely, 100% do need, and I do agree with you on that standing on the word. Absolutely. Um, where else are we? Oh, a couple of new members. Thank you so much. Thanks to Justy Rye. Justy R-Y, or Justy Rye, I'm going to call you. And thanks to Moorman, uh, 
Also, Garrett Thomas, thank you so much for that. Stonewall penalty was obvious all the way from Dubai. Needed someone with more urgency in the ball uh, out wide uh, to get the ball out wide quicker. Dran isn't good enough as backup to Watkins. I, I thought I liked. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say we need to shoot more and then say Dran, John Dran wasn't very good. He took two very like shots the goalkeeper really needed to save, and um, so I enjoyed that. What I felt about John Duran today was, uh, specifically actually for the first one where he took that shot from wide and Glover had to get down and save it and put it out for a corner. He made the complete not a wrong run at the start. Like the run he made there was the incorrect run. Uh, he didn't stay central. And, and I can't remember who had the ball and was running with it. Probably was Ramsey, I would imagine. I can't remember who it was. They looked like they were the one who was going to take it wide or if anybody was going to. And then they had to check their run when Duran went wide. Now, Look, it's it's not the be-all and end-all with regards to that, but, you know, he's obviously a player that's still learning. And he hasn't a ton of minutes under his belt either in the Premier League or in English football. So he's going to be learning um, in instances like that. But um, I would like to see another attacker come into the fold. Um, and I think that there will be one. Um, I think that there will be another attacker. Who? I don't know. I don't know whether we get the 23, 24-year-old. Um, they can they can come in and, and, and do a job from that point of view. Or I don't know whether we get that 30-year-old or that 28, 29, 30-year-old plus war horse that comes in. Um, like I've been saying, Unai Emery is going to bring in at some stage. And I don't know if I'm ever going to be writing it, but it always just feels like that Unai Emery wants a player up, up top like that. Um, and uh, we'll see. We will see. We were linked, obviously, with Timo Werner, which isn't happening now because he's on his way to Spurs. Just watch him work out at Spurs. But um, yeah, we'll see what we'll see what the transfer window brings um, from that point of view. Um, I'm just going to scroll down a couple of bits here, uh, guys. Um, yeah, I, actually, can someone pop in the comments for a moment? Um, just this is something I meant to ask pre, uh, in the the team sheet tantrum. Paulo Dybala. Talk to me about Paulo Dybala. Where has that link come from? Has, have we ever actually been linked with him? Or is it just Emmy Martinez spoke about him and Emmy Martinez's wife is friends with his wife or something like that? Have we ever actually been linked to him? I would love him. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he'd be absolutely stonewall mad not to love him at, at, at Aston Villa. And he would, injuries aside, like... Imagine having him out there today or having him bring him on in situations. He unlocks that that situation for you because he's a complete another live wire. But have we ever actually really been linked with him properly? Um, I just want to know that because I know he's got that that uh, release clause. I think everybody in the world knows about that release clause at the moment. But it's just interesting because if there was an opportunity for that this year, you'd be absolutely bonkers not to take it up. If he's if he himself and Emmy are that close and he wants to come and Villa are actually interested, you'd be absolutely stonewall mad not to take up that offer. Um, I just wanted to know if anyone had actually seen anything concrete on it or whether it was just a um a machination from the internet. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's just see here. Boom, 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 boom. Where else are we? I just scrolled down a small bit uh, there. Um, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, CC here says, um, on, a on a plus, it was good to see Ramsey growing into the game. He's getting his touch and pace back. I thought so too. I thought definitely his touch and, and his awareness and, and kind of his ability to feel the press was back. 
Um, pace maybe is still 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 getting up to the pace of the game with regards to the counter attack. But yeah, I I I've no complaints about about Jacob Ramsey today. Richie Ryan says, listening to Emery's press conference, don't know if there'll be many additions in January. I don't think Emery was going to ever say anything other than what he said in the press conference. I think he's always going to say stuff like that. Um, because I don't think he's concerned with it. Um, I don't think it's his favorite thing to do. Like he doesn't. I don't think he likes transfer windows. Like it's not that he doesn't like transfer windows, but I don't think he lives for transfer windows. I think he lives for coaching, and that's why he wanted like some Manchi to come in, uh, people that he knows. Listen, you know how I like to work. I know who you like to work. Let me get my my tactics board out, and you give me fellas who fit into my tactics. I I I. I I'm not buying Haruna. No, we we may very well end up with no signings this this window. I'd be surprised if it was the case, but. I don't think it's a case to do an Emery doesn't want signings. Um uh if if that makes sense. Um where else are we here? I'm just gonna scroll down there. Apologies. Uh, lads, thanks so much for all your comments. I really can't read them all, and I'm scrolling through a couple of them. Um so I, I do apologize if I've missed anything. If anybody has, has asked me um a, a, like a question directly, I will uh, try and get back to you later. Um Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm after losing stuff there. Um, I'm after looking, losing the Dybala stuff there. So, yeah, Gary Howlett asks, talks about Firmino. I saw Firmino linked with, linked with Fulham. Uh, by the way, as well, can I just say this as well? Um, if I remember rightly, I was never really convinced by this, and I'm not doing a victory lap because it's way too early to do that yet, but the Saudi League just looks like it's not going to take off, really, doesn't it? Kind of does. Um, I was never convinced by it at the time and I thought it was just a money laundering exercise essentially to be honest with you but at the same time if they do come in for any of our players I'll take that broken ATM machine uh, any of the players that are you know that we're willing to let go I'll take that broken ATM machine and take the free money it's given as well but uh, like there's been a couple of players that have gone there recently that now want to get out of there after like four after less than six months, like Sir Firmino, like Sir Jordan Henderson, and there's been a couple of more other players that are looking to maybe hightail their way back into Europe's top five leagues again. Um, so uh, all the glitters isn't gold with Saudi side of things. But as Gary says there, both Firmino. Look, you'd be mad once again not to take Firmino, wouldn't you, in the situation we're in? Yes, he's had his injury issues, but you just see it at the end of the season last year for Liverpool. You know, he had some really good games. And he came back into it and he looked like the player he was uh, before he got injured. So you'd be mad not to take him. And he kind of is that support striker we're looking for, albeit he's 32 years of age, I think, 31, 32 uh, years of age. Um, if there was an option, if there was a option to bring him in you'd have to explore it i think um i think you would have to because he's a quality player like like we want quality players um we want quality players at the club for sure we have quality players but we want more quality players should i say uh for sure um or else uh yeah i think a couple of people with regards to dibala is um they're saying that we haven't really been linked it was just his wife asked demi to sign dibala um on a podcast. That's what I thought it was. That's what I thought it was as well. I, I wasn't sure because I wasn't sure if I'd missed something under the Bala side of things. Um, getting back to the uh, getting back to the game uh, game tonight. Um, With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, look, I suppose I'm going to finish up actually on this because half an hour is probably too, more time than than this than this game deserved because it wasn't a game full of a lot of intrigue. Um, you know, the first half was pretty boring and, and, and we got out of jail in the second half. But what I will say is that, you know, I I was really excited about the game. Um, the game didn't catch fire like I wanted it to. Villa didn't catch fire like I wanted it to. Um, but as I said at the very start, a 1-0 win and no injuries and you live to fight another day in another competition is is is, is really beneficial for us, you know. Um, as I said, about forty percent of the fan base didn't probably well, maybe forty percent is a bit of a bit of an exaggeration, but a, a substantial number of the 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 fan base just didn't want an extra competition. They wanted two fronts to fight on, and I understand that with our squad, but um, you know. Uh, the, the the FA Cup has got something special about it, and, and we may not go on and win it, but um, you know, uh, it's it's we're into the next round, or we're into the hat for the fourth round, and we'll and we'll see what comes of it, um, because we may not win the Conference League either, and guess what, we may not finish in the top four positions for within the Premier League either. So with every competition, there's always a oh let's not focus on that, let's focus on this, but nothing is ever guaranteed, I suppose as well and but obviously i can agree and there's nobody here that won't agree i would imagine uh, i could be mistaken so i'll just speak for myself i suppose on this one but i can agree with people who maybe didn't want the third competition because of our, our squad um and the fact that we, we 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 don't have the biggest squad in the world um but maybe maybe two or three additions this this uh this this transfer window uh boosts our squad you know, and, and maybe if the likes of Callum Chambers, Bertrand Troy is going to be go, gone to the AFCON, you know, those players that aren't really getting an awful lot of minutes, and yes, while they're in the squad, aren't really viable options for us at the moment. Maybe if they're replaced by people who can be viable options, maybe that does change where our trajectory goes um, amongst two or three competitions, if that is the case. But um, we are in the fourth round now, and uh, it's nice to be there because we would have set an absolutely chronic record uh, based on what they said on commentary today. We would have been the only team to to um, have not won in however many years it has been that we haven't won in the third round. Uh, so that monkey is off our back and we're onwards to the next round. Go and leave it at that, everybody. Thank you so much to everybody for, for joining us today. I'll probably catch Paddy um, maybe tomorrow or maybe Monday and just get his thoughts on that. Uh, reason being is because I'm sure a couple like... Uh, Kind of want, kind of want to wind him up and let him off with regards to Rob Jones because most of the time I'm, I'm kind of agnostic towards uh, referees, but I just found him very irritating today. I don't know what it is, but if you guys are interested in hearing Paddy's thoughts in the game, probably come back with, uh, back with that um, in the next couple of days. Obviously, with any transfer stuff, um, I'll come and I will uh, chat to you on that and give you my thoughts on it. Uh, but yeah, look, we live to fight another day. We've got no injuries that we know about, and we're into the fourth round. So overall, the performance wasn't there, but the result and the sentiment and everything afterwards is should be very, very positive for this team who have given us such a brilliant 2023, and we've started off 2024 really well as well. So thanks so much, everybody, for watching and for listening. Really appreciate your time. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa.
Podcast Network.